The Italian Wine Podcast is the community-driven platform for Italian wine geeks around the world. Support the show by donating at italianwinepodcast.com. Donate five or more euros and we'll send you a copy of our latest book, My Italian Grape Geek Journal, absolutely free. To get your free copy of My Italian Grape Geek Journal, click support us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. Grazie mille. Wine to Wine Business Forum is a training and networking event for anyone involved in the wine business. Held in Verona on November 13th and 14th, this year, the forum will involve over 90 international speakers in over 50 sessions on topics ranging from marketing and communication, sustainability, strategy, new market trends, and market focus. In collaboration with the Italian Trade Agency, a number of market-focused sessions will be broadcast in a podcast series on the Italian Wine Podcast a media partner of the Wine to Wine Business Forum. Hello, good morning, everybody. My name is Stevie Kim, and welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. Today's podcast is part of a special series. It's actually one of my favorites because it talks about the different markets in the world. And since the pandemic, my travel has been very limited. And it's a special series dedicated to Wine to Wine Business Forum 2023, which is imminent. It's just literally around the corner. We've started the countdown already. And we will be focusing key international markets for Italian wine. Today, the focus is actually Thailand and Myanmar. How do you say that, Paula? Myanmar, I suppose. <laughs> We're both bad at saying that. So our guest is, of course, you have intuited, is Paula Guida, and she's the Trade Commissioner of Ice Bangkok of Italian Trade Agency. And I've met Paula, actually, when she was the Trade Commissioner in Hong Kong a few years back. When was that? Well, it was 2012 and up to 2016, quite a long ago. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it's been that long. And then you were also working at the U.S., the New York office, is that correct? Because I remember seeing you vaguely because I don't know exactly what your role was. What were you doing there in New York? So in New York, I was uh, in charge of all the fashion, eyewear, cosmetics, all consumer goods, but food and wine. In the United States, the Italian Trade Commission offices are divided by sectors, so I was in charge mainly of consumer goods for fashion. Right. So you've been working with the Italian government for the past 30 years, from what I understand, right? And you've been working just over, I suppose, 15 years based abroad, working in different countries, definitely in Hong Kong. I've met you now. You're in Thailand. You've been stateside. How long have you been in Thailand? Well, 40 days. <laughs> I'm just arrived. <laughs> I'm a newcomer. Yeah, so you're a newbie to Thailand. But of course, you have, you know, the desk in Thailand where there is full of information and supporting activities for our Italian wine producers there. So let me just call out what we like to do here at the podcast is we'd like to outline kind of the learning objectives. So we align the expectation of our audience. And today we'll be talking about, you know, a brief overview of the local food and beverage industry. We'll be delving into also market leaders and main outlets for the wine consumption. If you can give us information about that. And then, of course, specifically the nitty gritty of the different 
different wine players in the market, whether they're importers, distributors, and which leads segues into consumer trends. We would also like to understand what the activities ETA provides directly for the Italian wine producers. And if you can, I'm not saying you're Nostradamus, but if you can, especially since you've been there only 40 days, if you can give us a little bit about the future trends. Are you okay with those topics? Yes, I hope to be, you know, in line with your expectation. <laughs> Okay, great. All right. So, I mean, our objective is to provide a deeper understanding and the current status of wine sector in Thailand. As you know, you know, since the pandemic, Thailand has become one of the more interesting market for the Italian wines and wine industry in general. I would actually say that Hong Kong has uh, lost a bit, not because since you've left, but because since the pandemic, especially. So we're very interested to learn about what you have to say. Let's start with this. Tell us briefly about Thailand in terms of the demographics and preferences for whatever the food and beverage industry is based. Okay, so actually, as you said, the Thailand is a growing market, both for wines and beverage and food. Not only for Italy, of course, but uh, what I, in my little time here, I understood is that they are very sensitive about uh, any kind of food and beverage. They're very curious customers. And so this is helping us because uh, they appreciate a lot international cuisine, but they start appreciating Italy and uh, even, of course, the European country, but mostly Italy for the food and wine. Actually, the wine market in Thailand is growing and in 2023 is supposed to reach 2 billion US dollar and with an increase of 5.4% in 2024 and this is quite a number because Thailand looks like a small country with a niche market but uh, is uh, not exactly that. The wine consumer is definitely most related to young population from 25 years old to 44 years old. They are the 60%, really represent the 60% of the consumer of the wine sector. We do have a sort of great results in 2023 for the Italian wines. We are the third country in exporting to Thailand after France and Australia. France because it's France and Australia because they still have a special agreement with. But we registered over 36.6% increase compared to the ninth month of last year. So as you said, yes, this is a growing market. And what I really have to say is that this increase, you can feel it. You can feel it going out to restaurants and bars. You can feel it going out to supermarkets, hypermarkets and specialty stores. People is always very much interested. So they are scouting for new products. They are scouting for new food, new pairing with wine and food. And we need to say that thanks to the Italian great varieties and wider range of grapes, you can find a lot of quite easy to manage the pairing with the Thai and Asian food as it was even in Hong Kong at the times actually. <laughs> uh, what I saw is that really it's the feeling that uh, people here wants to get more every day so it's quite interesting. 
Okay, Paula, your office has been so kind to provide us with tons of data and infographics. And if you're okay,、uh, we would love to share this with our audience and the Italian wine producers. Absolutely. I mean, we can talk about that later, but I think it will be really helpful because I'm looking through them right now. You have data of the input of wine for the past few years. As well as information about the average revenue per capita and specific information about consumers. So, if you're okay, we would love to share this with our audience, maybe in form of a blog, to complement this podcast here, so they can follow also very nicely our conversation. So, my next question to you is: I suppose can broach who the market leaders and the Main distribution outlets for wine consumption in Thailand. Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. For the market leader, you know they are the very big companies、uh, in the beverage sector, but we need to focus on、uh, importers and outlets. Of course, the market leaders are mainly big corporates、uh, like Pernod Ricard, Chandon, Louis Vuitton,、uh, Bollinger, and Siam Wineries. That is local market producer and distributor. Considering that,、uh, in any case, this is a country where all the big company are here. And so they are monitoring the market very closely. But for what concern Italian producer? So we do have two channels. That of course is the in-house and the out-out and the Oreca. So for what regards the outlets, I mean supermarkets, hypermarkets, specialty stores, we do have、uh, Tops Wine Cellar, Central. We do have Wine Connection, Italia, Q Galleria. That are the most popular. Wine outlets in Thailand and mainly in Bangkok. While for the importers, we do have a lot of importers, a smaller and big one. But the most important one, I mean, the one that are more big in terms of selling, are Ambros Wine and Spirits, Bangkok Beer and Beverage, Global Vineyards, G4, Bangkok Liquor, Thai Beverage Distribution, Comtois, and Francois, Francais. So there are many. What we can provide to Italian company, of course, is still a way. To know better the market, thanks to the work of my colleagues, we do have a very into the sector people working for us, and we can provide ways of being in touch with local importers, because entering the market is not easy. The sectors, the alcoholic sectors and the beverage is very、uh, strictly regulated in Thailand. So the procedure for entering the market is not smooth, and generally speaking, you need to have a partner, an importer, someone who helping you in、uh, go through the procedure, and even bear the costs, all the costs related to registration, to import license. When you get the license, the license lasts for one year, and then if you change anything in the label, you have to request for new permit. For a new license, so it means that every year that you are changing the vintage, 
your importers has to go through the procedure every year. So it's something that will affect costs besides the custom duty on wines that is quite high because it's 60% of the ad valorem. So this is a market that you have to face uh, with a proper preparation and with a support. No matter if you ask to us or to any other consultancy company, but you have really to find someone who can help you go through it. You have many years of experiences from Hong Kong. How does it compare with Hong Kong, for example? In terms of all of these, it seems it's a higher barrier of entry in general, right, for the wine producers. Definitely. You know, Hong Kong is, a let's say, easy market because uh, Hong Kong has no VAT, no tax, no duty. It is a sort of big free trade zone. So when you your main goal is to beat competition because Hong Kong has a lot of competition because it's so easy to enter. In Thailand, it's different because the procedure to enter is a quite tough one. Mostly, you have to get a proper partner. There is less competition, but getting into the market and spread in this market is not as easy and smooth as can be in Hong Kong. Mainly, you know, the big market is Bangkok and Chiang Mai, and then you have other areas very populated, very touristic, for example, like Phuket that is growing, is booming, really quite unbelievable. I heard so many things about the Oreca and the wine market in, in Phuket. So means that most probably in the future when tourism will be more easy and will growing, you know, as pre-COVID level, because we need to say that Thailand is still quite affected by a few numbers of tourists compared to the past years. And tourists is a very great because they are used to drink. They are used to drink their own. So today, tourists are not that much compared to the past. So the government is uh, trying to make it easier for tourists to come to Thailand. They are waiving visas. They are trying to make it everything more easier for anyone who's coming to Thailand. So they are prolonging uh, opening hours for bars and restaurants in order for tourists to feel more welcomed. Okay. So, Paula, I'm looking at the first table. It's the data that the graph that you provided us. And it seems like Australia, France, it, they're the two leading countries in terms of importing of wine into Thailand. And their market share currently is 27% in terms of increase in share. And they're similar, actually, in terms of the market share, Australia and France. And then the third place is in Italy, 12.5% in terms of market share. But actually, when you compare to 21, it's a substantial increase, right? So it seems like there's a trend of the growth rate is 36% from January to September in 2023, this year. So it seems like it's good news for the Italian wine, right? How does the consumer market perceive Italy and specifically to Italian wine? So you're right. And this is what I was trying to figure when I saw first these uh, stats, because it's very positive trend. We are growing more than others. Of course, France and Australia, for many reasons, they are still very far ahead, but we are growing much faster. 
and this is something that is uh, really related what I was saying before that is uh, because the consumer base is mostly young Gen Z and millennial they are open up to new experience much more than in the past so they are wealthy but maybe not as wealth as buying a french wine for example but they do not want to go cheap so italy has a, such a huge varieties and they offer so many different things and still you can go from very high level wines to super good wines with the middle price and this kind of uh, trend for the young you can find even when you go to events they need to be educated they want to be educated they want to learn they want to understand what they are buying what they are drinking and how to do it and we for example we are organizing a masterclass with a wine uh, walk around the request for the masterclass is overwhelming even from you know sector people working into the sector so means that they want to learn and italian wines are less known than french wine even because we are so much diverse so i think that this is a plus that we need to catch and to push forward and to open up to new ways of uh, catching the consumer so having educational many ways you can get it it's a good point because people here they want to learn and they want to know new things so i think that is something that we need to think about even when we create new activities for promoting made in italy so it's promising right it seems like the trend is very upward i just vaguely recall going to hong kong quite frequently when i met you and the years following that hong kong market was quite small and the thaian market share was not increasing by any means it was always very very tiny whereas thailand it seems like you know maybe it's a smaller market but there is a potential for growth for thailand there's room for growth for italian wine would that be fair to say i think that you're right because first of all thailand is a big country compared to hong kong they have very different kind of status social status and education as a you know most of the countries but people here like to enjoy life to learn new things eating out but even having you know in their home so this is why if you think of the graph that i sent to you uh, you find that uh, the wine bought in the supermarket more or less is the same of the wine people used to drink in the restaurant so it means that the consumer in thailand they go both so they go out because they like dining out every day any time whatever kinds of food of course here you can find an amazing quality of italian restaurants really i was really surprised because i was not expecting that high quality but they are eating anything japanese chinese uh, thai french greek everything so they are very much open to new experience food experience and so even a wine experience but they still buy wine to drink home so and this is a very very interesting aspect of course in the long run they will go more on the oreca side but still the fact that they buy for drinking home makes a huge difference we have to kind of come to a close in but just couple of more questions. First of all, how is the your HA office organized? Are there specific departments specialization for, you know, food and wine? 
how many of you are there and what kind of support can you give the wine producers? So we do have, uh, let's say, desks about food and wine, machinery, fashion goods. This is a small office with a lot of flexibilities. So we do have uh, around six to eight people. But the core business is three main uh, colleagues. And uh, the colleagues in the, in the wine uh, and food sectors uh, is a very dynamic one. She knows the sector quite well. And so we can give m- most of the support that the company needs to a first bite of the market, if I can say so. And uh, we can help them in uh, finding partners, put them in contact with importers. So that can steer one of the most important things for a company who wants to enter here. For the ones that are here already, we can support them in organizing events. One of the most uh, relevant marketing activities here in Thailand because of the interest in learning of the consumer is education, no matter what kind of what level. But you have to let consumer know about the different kinds of wines, uh, grapes, history and heritage, very different levels. So, and then we do have, uh, even for the next year, we will have the Italian pavilion Typhex that it will be happening in uh, May. And we do have uh, agreement with the central with the GDO and for Central, when is in the mall, so is uh, in um, in the supermarket. Yes, they are open to um, evaluating the wines, so we will go for it. Okay, very good. So, I mean, if you can kind of narrow it down to, I know you have many useful tips for the Italian wine producers, but if you can give us like the top three useful tips for entering the Thailand market, what would they be? Understand the market because you need to be prepared to face a market so far away from us and with a very different culture. You have to find the proper pattern to work with. That it seems easy to say, sometimes not, but here you can build up a very good relationship. So, and you have to help the partner in understanding better what is your product. And the third thing is what uh, I suggest is that uh, even if you find a good partner, you have to invest. You have to come here. You have to do marketing activities to even know your clients because being uh, here, let them know you can make a very big difference. This is something that I learned in Hong Kong and I think that here you can have exactly the same attitude. Meeting the producer makes a difference. It's something that is super valuable and uh, you are one of a kind. So this is my suggestion. Great. Well, I think that's a very good way to end our conversation. We can go on for hours and hours. Thank you so much for joining us, Paula Guida, the Italian Trade Commissioner in Bangkok. And we really hope to see you here or there soonest. How long will you be there? Four years. So we we have plenty of time to work with together, Stevie. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thanks again, and we are looking forward to sharing this, of course, our discussion on Italian Wine Podcast. And this is a wrap. Thanks again for joining us today, Paola Guida from Bangkok Italian Trade Agency Office. Thank you, Stevie. Thank you. Bye. 
Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.